baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Lou Barletta, our congressman from the 11th, is here. And Congressman Lou Barletta is in our studio, which is great. And he just told me something that uh, made me a little bit emotional. And it made him emotional, too, right? Yeah, it did. It did. The poster right behind you uh, with all you guys uh, here, the L.A. Tyrone uh, is sticking out uh, over your head as I look. Uh, the last time I was here uh, was with L.A. I came in for a 15-minute uh, roundup, and we ended up talking for over an hour. And I can't help but think that uh, with the issues that, that we're discussing today, L.A. would be right at the top of that. He, he, he would be screaming and standing up and stamping his feet. And um, there are so many things going on. But uh, let's let's start with the the overarching issue of our schools and the climate that we have in light of the fact that we've had some very tragic school shootings, including one at, at Parkland in Florida. You have some legislation that you are introducing, right, in hopes of looking at school safety per se, right? Yeah, and it's actually something that the president and the administration can do without Congress, uh, so there's not an actual bill that would, would make this happen. Uh, and and there are uh, what is considered uh, 16 critical infrastructure sex, uh, sectors in, in our country, and they are things, uh, Sue, like uh, our nuclear uh, um power plants, our waste and water systems, our transportation system, um, our financial sectors, energy sectors, there are 16 of them. And what that, uh, what that means is, is that these sectors are vital uh, to, uh, to our national security and to our country as a whole. Schools are not included. And I'm calling uh, for... Um, that the, that schools be the seventeenth critical infrastructure. So what does that do? What does, what does it mean? It's not just a, you know, it doesn't just put it in and add one to to the paragraph. It means that the, the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security now becomes the, the the pivotal person in bringing all resources uh, and and ideas along with state and local and and really assess. Uh, the safety of our schools and how we prevent mad madmen from uh, getting inside our schools and and some of that may look like uh, um, uh, different infrastructure doors windows and mm -hmm. and the structure itself but it will also talk about security no different than what we do with our our financial our, our um, buildings our federal buildings in Washington it's embarrassing for me uh, when I, when I go back to Washington and see that the protection that we have and the fact that you can't get in the Department of Education without an armed guard at the uh, at the elevator but yet you can walk into our schools uh, you know if we're willing to protect politicians elected officials and bureaucrats you know shouldn't we also treat our children the same way they're, they're our greatest asset and no parents should fear for their their child and uh, and no child should be, be afraid to go to school. So if we want to have this discussion on how we stop this, and we are, and, and, and uh, I, th I just think it's very important that the very first thing we should talk about is whether it's about guns or mental illness 
whatever we're talking about, the best way to stop it is that they can't get in. And, and I think that's where we need to begin. How hard is it to do this? Because a lot of people say after, in the aftermath of these things that people, they have ideas, and then it seems that those ideas vanish and nothing gets done. Is this something that is plausible and can get done? And the other thing that I think about in a situation like this is that, you know, you don't want the schools to turn into like a de facto you know, prisons or anything like that. You don't want kids to feel that they're in some sort of institution that's not what they're used to. So how do we how yeah. do we get this how do we get this done, Lou? Sure. I guess is the well, thing. Well the first thing I agree with you, we don't want them to feel like they're in prison, but right. I want them to feel the same way I feel when I go in a, a, a building in Washington. I feel safe. You know, I don't feel like I'm walking into a prison, but I know it's going to be very difficult for a gunman to come in those buildings and start shooting everybody up, uh, federal employees and, and, and elected officials. And that's why I'm calling for it to be included in the critical infrastructure as the 17th, because it actually puts somebody in charge uh, of how we do this and, and what do we do with our schools and fortifying them uh, so that, you know, I know a school that there's no doors on the classroom. So when it, when they do active shooter training, um, you know, just think of that. It's like it's like you know fishing in a barrel uh, right now. So I think we have a lot of work to do, and, and there's a lot of good ideas and fair discussions. What I like about the president, he's making everybody feel uncomfortable, and and when you make everybody feel uncomfortable. Uh, I think we're finally getting to having an open and honest discussion and. You know, he's not talking like a Republican with Republican talking points or a Democrat. I think everybody it feels a little little, little heat under their collar right now. And that's good because he's a businessman. And when you negotiate a deal and both sides think they got a bad deal, it was probably a good deal. So I'm glad for those discussions, but I'm disappointed that we're not focusing on other ideas, such as let's make sure somebody can't even get into our schools with a gun. I agree with you on that. But the most of the discussion, as you know, has been about firearms, who can have them, what kind of firearms there should be, um, should there be these bump stocks, et cetera. So do you see a changing Washington on some of these issues where there's been a lot of obstinance in the past? Do you see Washington actually moving toward some considerations? And, and some people say nothing will change because of the influence and sway of the NRA. How do you feel about no, that? No, I, I don't believe that's true. I believe there will be some changes um, that will, will will come about. And, and I, I believe it's a fair discussion. Um, you know, I personally don't believe that anybody should have a bump stock. There's only one reason, you know, there's only one reason for it. So, you know, so I, I think there's areas where we can go. Uh, but but we also have to have a, a, a discussion on what are we trying to accomplish? If we're having this discussion because we don't want another incident like we saw, um, well, then we have to open that discussion up to how do we prevent it? If it's just going to be about you know, people promoting more gun laws, you know, I just personally, and, I, and I'm willing to have this discussion on, on, on this issue because there are things that make sense, and, and I'm glad we're having it. And I think we'll, we'll move to that uh, consensus on what new laws co- could Congress impose that, uh, that will make people feel better. But if we're just doing feel-good mm-hmm. stuff and we're not going to save another kid from getting shot up in the school, then we're just satisfying ourselves in, in, in that discussion. So, um, you know, I think we need to have a, a, a wide-range uh, discussion of the fact that, let's face it, if, 
when a person gets to the point that they have planned and are ready to carry out a mass shooting in a school, I don't think they're going to say, oh, you know what, I was going to do that, but Congress passed another law, now I can't. How does a person get to that point? How do we let people in America get to the point where, you know, they want to do something like this? I think we have failed at, at many levels. Society today in itself, what's causing this in society, I think that's a fair discussion to have. How do, how, how do, why are we having so many more? And, and uh, you know, I want to make sure that we have sensible gun laws, but, but at the same time, don't punish law-abiding citizens in America and, and do things that, that will affect them that won't solve what we're trying to do. So I'm open-minded, but at the same time, you know, I want to look at real solutions that, that make sense. It, will this prevent what we saw um, in, down in Florida? Will it prevent the, the others? And, and one thing I want to be careful about uh, in raising the age uh, to 21, there's, there's things that pop up in my head. Pennsylvania is a, is a, is a sportsman state. Um, people love the, to hunt in Pennsylvania. Uh, fathers usually uh, begin hunting with their sons and daughters as soon as they're legally of age uh, to do that. Uh, you know, uh, understanding uh, the safety of firearms is usually taught by uh, by the fathers to the, to their children. And I don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, again take away the rights of of law-abiding citizens uh, to do something that may not stop uh, what we're trying to prevent. And, and uh, you know, the audit, uh, it's unfortunate and nobody really wants to talk about this, but, I, you know, as a mayor, I saw it. Uh, you know, when you make, when, when we make something illegal, it doesn't, it doesn't stop it. It doesn't take them off the streets. It then uh, people, bad people end up making a lot more money. Gangs and drug dealers will, their business will skyrocket as soon as we do this. You know, it's just like we made narcotics illegal. You know, we all know what's happening in our, in our country with that. So, so I, it'll make us feel good. But at the same time, I could tell you that there won't be one less automatic or semi-automatic weapon on the street. It's just who they're going to buy it from. And, and um, I, I think we lose more control by turning this over to drug dealers and gangs uh, to begin uh, to be the place where people buy their firearms. And it's, you know, again, it's a fair discussion, but I'm just trying to look at what what will be real solutions to to uh, to the problem. And, you know, I know what, a lot of this is all about guns, uh, but. You know, we're not talking enough about what I said, school safety. That should be the first step. Let's make sure people can't get in. Two, you know, how does a person get to this point? You know, how do they get to the point where they decide one day I'm going to go kill a, kill a, a whole lot of people? Are we doing enough uh, along the way to help people and counseling and, and recognizing when somebody's beginning to have a, a mental health problem? Uh, should we be focusing more on that? What role does uh, does Hollywood and movies and violent graphic uh, videos play with somebody who may be dealing with mental health issues. Does that? I mean, you and I may look at it and feel differently than somebody who likes the, you know, seeing, uh, you know, a video game where you can go out and kill cops and have it very graphic. Does that play a role? I think all of this should be something that we're talking about. All right. Uh, somebody wants to know your opinion. Uh, what should happen to the mayor of Oakland, California, that tipped off people being sought by ICE? Well, I think I think there should be charges uh, against her. It is illegal to aid in a bet 
anyone who is in the country illegally. And that is a law that already exists. I, I know that very well. Uh, you know, I tried to enforce the laws as a mayor in Hazleton, and I was sued. Uh, and here, here are mayors across the country that are, number one, declaring their cities sanctuary cities. And I think there should be something done to every mayor that does that uh, because you, it is illegal to aid or abet somebody who is in the country illegally. And uh, the mayor of Oakland is clearly doing that. Lou Barletta is with us this morning on WILK, the congressman from the 11th district. Well, it's the 11th district for now, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that as well. But, uh, uh, Lou, a couple of people have asked, so I'm going to ask you about uh, NRA contributions. Do you take them, and, and what is their influence on you? I have very little um, um, NRA contributions uh, that come into my campaign, and probably uh, at the lower end of of contributions in Washington and um, you know again that doesn't uh, that those small or even small or large contributions that members get um, should never ever um, have an influence on on what you do I mean I, you know I didn't go to Washington uh, because of the NRA I went to Washington because I want to do what's right what I think is right and stand up for what I believe in so uh, you know, it doesn't play a role a role for me, and you know, I think there are some some uh, ideas that that I am going to support. You know, one is banning the bump stocks. Two, I, I do think we need to strengthen our our background check system. Obviously, you know, we don't want to keep we don't want anybody who shouldn't have a gun to get a gun. And there were some critical mistakes made in Florida. There were human errors. Uh, all the signs were there. People didn't do what they should have done. Um, and, and we need to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So I, th I think we need to go back and look look at this and say what what do we come away with that will make our country stronger, our schools safer, and people feeling better. But I don't want to just do things that are feel good things that aren't and, and are going to hurt law abiding citizens to make ourselves feel good without really being honest. Is this going to stop? Uh, the next incident from happening. How about armed personnel in schools, whether absolutely. they be uh, I, so teachers abs absolutely. or resource officers most or kids, whatnot? Most kids are killed in the first six minutes in, in, in a school shooting, in the first six minutes. If there's somebody that can stop that person in two minutes, three minutes, a lot of lives get saved. We don't want our police officers without without a weapon. I mean, you know, we, why should our kids be in a building where we know can, could be a target and there's nobody in there to fire back to stop this person? Minutes count in these school shootings. So if, if you can take somebody out in two minutes, three minutes, rather than wait till by the time the police get there, you know, it's over and, and too many people have lost their lives. Absolutely, we need to have uh, security that could, that could stop a shooter uh, before, they, uh, before they stop on their own. You are in the area to talk about a program that you're working with, uh, with uh, John Udichak, who is a state senator, uh, the SHINE program, which is a way to uh, change the path for young children mm -hmm. in, in the, in the uh, educational system. So I, I applaud anything that's yeah. done, and, and, you know, there's no uh, partisan politics in it. So talk about that program. Yeah, so it's something that Senator Udichek and I are very proud of. Uh, it's gone gone on. We've been working at this for a long time. We wanted to change the direction and the lives of, of kids that uh, may 
may drop out of school or aren't doing that well in school. And, you know, when somebody drops out of school, not a lot of good things are going to happen for that person. So we found uh, in Carbon Schuylkill County a program that they've been doing at the time for over 10 years, Shine Schools and Homes and Education. It's an after-school program. Uh, It's actually, uh, uh, we call it STEAM because it's STEM education plus the arts. Uh, And it has been successful uh, for over 12 years now. Now it's probably 14 years. Um, We're seeing school attendance go up over 80-some percent. Class participation go up over 80-some percent. Graduation to the next grade over 90 percent. This is definitely something that is good for our kids to keep them in school and, and change the direction of their lives. We started it in Luzerne County. I'm going to visit the... Uh, a school today uh, in Wilkes-Barre, the Shine program, and at Park Lee Elementary, and uh, something I'm very, very proud of, and so is Senator Yudichak. All right, and a, a couple of people, I'm just going to try to put all these questions together. People are asking about the response by the FBI and law enforcement in Florida. Is there anything that can be done for you as a congressperson to look into this does there need to be hearings or are you satisfied with what florida will do by themselves to look into this well we're going to watch and see what florida will do and and i you know i think what we can do in washington is is make sure um that there's accountability that uh, the fbi is reporting there was a failure in reporting uh, of of what should have been uh reported on the background check and what should be done. So, you know, we're going to look real close that how, how do we hold these people accountable that they are, that this information is getting on somebody's report, that when they check a background of someone, it's obvious, and, and that the FBI should have been at this man's door, and so should the sheriff's department in Florida, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that happens. Right, we have about 30 seconds. The congressional redistricting in Pennsylvania, how do you, how do you see that? You know, it's, it's really unfortunate. The voters and the people of Pennsylvania got the short end of this stick. You know, it takes some, some people were campaigning for a year. And, and uh, you know, so the voters are finally finding out where people stand on their issues. They're able to get their questions answered. And all of a sudden, candidates don't know, you know, where they're running and voters don't know who's going to represent them. This is no way to send people to Washington. It's a shame that the Supreme Court did this. Uh, They should have just, if they didn't like it, say, you know, we're going to redraw maps at the end of this census. But to to do this uh, right before an election is, uh, is shameful. It's so unusual, too, how many people have been uh, drawn out of the district that they were running in. It's crazy. This, This should all be about voters knowing who's who wants to represent them and we have cheated the voters of this state uh in in doing this when they are doing it and i think that's the biggest not whether it's a democrat or republican advantage the voters got cheated in and knowing who is going to represent them all right lou barletta we got to fly but uh, thanks for coming in it was really nice to see and answering all the questions hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.